Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Welcome to the Dogcast, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. Uh, welcome to another edition. I'm your host, Tim Edwards, uh, joined by Greyhound Racing SA's racing manager, Sean Matheson. How are you, Sean? Good, thanks, Tim. Great to be here again on this uh, well Wednesday for mm. us uh, this week on the Dogcast. Uh, a terrific week of racing, uh, again, um, that we've seen and and going forward with some uh, nice feature races to look at. Yeah, it's been a big couple of weeks. We'll touch on a few things coming up shortly. We're going to preview the uh, Group 3 Howard Ashton final this Sunday night at Gawler. We had the heats and the semis in the last couple of weeks. So we'll look at that final on Sunday. We're going to look back at the SA Distance Championship final one at Murray Bridge back on the 27th of May. We'll also look at the straight track final the day prior to that on Wednesday, the 26th of May. So we'll touch on those two results and our interview this week on the Dogcast is with Bosco Stamenkovic, who has Firestrike, who's absolutely flying at the moment, starts from box one in Sunday night's feature. That's all coming up on this week's edition of the Dogcast. The Week in Review. Yes, the Week in Review is brought to us by Fresh Pet Food Co., proud suppliers of fresh pet food in South Australia for the GAP SA Greyhounds in the GAP prison programs. They're based right here in South Australia. If you want to know more about them, jump on the website freshpetfoodco.com.au. Uh, Sean, let's go back a couple of weeks. Let's go back to Wednesday, the 26th of May. We had the straight yep. track final at Murray Bridge. We discussed it on our last Dogcast edition. Yep. Aston Elena was the eventual winner for David Peckham, running a time of 18.87, defeating Shivano, who I think most of us thought would probably win. Yep. Yep. And Miss Kohler was very impressive running third. She's since come out and won again. So... Uh, form line stacks up pretty well. Aston Elena, very nice win. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, credit to Dave Peckham. Um, he's been doing a few kilometres over the recent weeks and months uh, at, from Mount Gambier to Murray mm. Bridge. Uh, great that the team had some success with Aston Elena and, and proven as well. I mean, Aston Elena was the fastest qualifier, strung multiple wins together and got the job done. Obviously a very high-speed greyhound and, uh, in August, there'll be the National Straight Track mm. Championship. So yep. no doubt Aston Alana will now be targeted at, at that event. And same with Beck Remains Dogs. She uh, ran second and third, as you mentioned, Tim. Mm. Uh, she's got a terrific strike rate down the straight. So uh, in the coming months, uh, as it builds towards that National Straight Track Championship, uh, we'll see a lot of those dogs appearing at the straight track. And definitely the um, Aston Alana Shivano in particular will be mm. at the pointy end, I'd imagine. Yeah, and good to see David Peckham get success because, as you mentioned, you know, with the Mount Gambier situation, with the COVID situation in Victoria, you know, the last couple of weeks have been difficult for those trainers down there. So to get Dave uh, travelling down to, Mount, to Murray Bridge and winning that feature race was certainly uh, well worth it. Yeah, it's it's a difficult time for the people in the southeast, and, and it is actually a credit to our metro trainers, the guys in the local region, and those cross-border members who can mm. still get across who are really supporting the Mount. Uh, we wouldn't have been able to continue our race program uh, as it is without their support. So fingers crossed at the end of this week, uh, mm. the, the, it's really open for the rest of Victoria, but we're just trying to manage the process. And, and again, it's very tough for the guys who are, you know, really trying to make a living out of the industry. And mm. Dave Peckham's one of those. So a lot of kilometres is what he's got to do. But uh, he's getting the rewards. Yeah, he certainly is. Uh, look, the day after the straight track final, we had the SA Distance Championship final at Murray Bridge. Uh, Bedrock Fred was the eventual winner uh, for Cheryl Lee Barber. Terrific to see Bedrock Fred win again. He's been an ultra-consistent greyhound. 
Uh, fantastic Radley, who we spoke to Aussie Cheggier leading into the event, ran yep. very well, only beaten narrowly. Um, great matchup Thursday night. We can't wait to talk about mm. that race on Thursday this week. Shadow Burner ran third. He continues to race well, and Tapestry Tears ended up finishing fourth. It was a solid field. We had Gary's Miracle finishing midfield after copping some early bother. What did you make of the race, Sean? Yeah, well, I mean, the first surprise was that normally when we when we get a guest on the dog cast, they come out and win. They win, um, yeah. And unfortunately for Fantastic Radley, just went down by a length, a really good performance. But take nothing away from Bedrock Fred, has been progressing really nicely. And over the 680, um, was able to jump well, find the lead, and, and really um, was able to hang on extremely mm. well. Uh in talking to Cheryl Barber during the week, it looks like Bedrock Fred, after the run on Sunday night in the Howard Ashen, they might be sending Bedrock Fred to Queensland okay. to take on some middle-distance staying events up there. So a really progressive type. Yeah. So we do wish them well if they if they take that um, challenge on. Uh, but And then Shadow Burner, as we met, running third again, a very consistent greyhound, was your best bet on the show last time and yes. in another race. Yeah, got scratched. I think you can claim mm. third place in the feature, though, Tim. Yeah, I think he would have won if he had gone into that other race. But anyway, um, he ended up running in the final. He ran third, so good prize money there for third. So yep. uh, Bedrock Free continuing to improve. So well done there. We had the semifinals of the... Of the feature, Howard Ashton, last Sunday night. Let's turn our attention to heat number or semi-final number one. Uh, fire strike. Very impressive. Uh, Bosco Stamenkovic, we're going to talk to him shortly, but um, he was just a terrific win. Look, he wasn't wanted in the market in his heat win. It was mm. a bit of a surprise to see him win as easy and as arrogantly as he did, but he backed it up in the final and they couldn't get near him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in his heat, he was a maiden going mm. into his heat. Uh, and then his second win is a semi-final of the Howard Ashen Group 3 Series. So a wonderful training performance by Bosco and obviously Christine, who does a lot of work behind the scenes. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, very impressive uh, from Box 8. Uh, began well, uh, got a, a little bit of a bump on the first turn mm. and then progressed well and, and then ran a – sorry, pinched a break off the back straight. Yeah. And Victor Grosso, who's a very nice dog for the Rasmussens, couldn't, couldn't no. really bridge the gap at all. And Firestrike also ran time, went 30-77, Tim. So uh, he's got a lot of upside, I'd imagine. Um, going to be very hard to beat in the final when he comes into a, an inside draw. But, yeah, very impressive. I think everything had the chance to beat him. Victor Grosso was a nice run, mm. has a better draw in the final. Uh, and Victor Darrell and Victor Sage um, – we were wondering how many Victor dogs yeah. would get through to the final. Yeah. A race caller's nightmare to some degree, well, I was going to say, Sean, it's reminding me of the old bail days yes. when uh, I first come on board calling. And uh, we've got four in the final there on Sunday, so that'll be uh, some extra work for me. And, uh, of course, we've got two reserves, both being Victor dogs. Yep. So let's hope uh, <laughs> well, let, let's hope they get into the race if they have to. But as a caller's point of view, it is a bit of a nightmare, Sean. So, um, yeah, the fire strike, very impressive, 30 and 77. He's going to be very hard to beat. We'll talk about the final a bit later on. Uh, semi-final two, Jaxwell, he continues to win. Um, look, mm. he was dominant again. He's not blistering early, but what he is, he's very strong and he just gets into a rhythm and they can't hold him off. And uh, he's very hard to beat. He, look, he ran 30 and 89. His time was a lot slower than uh, yep. than Firestrike. Bedrock Fred was very good. Dashing Wilmer was mm. a very good run. I, I watched the tape a few times and this Greyhound's got some ability. It's going to win some races, but uh, whether it wins the final there Sunday, I'm not sure, but uh, it was the run of the race outside the winner. Yeah, your take on the semi-final, Tim, absolutely correct. Um, Jack's well, such a professional greyhound, and, and so he should. He's been racing against mm. the best open company dogs for the last, you know, four or five months. Um, yep. 
proven it at that level, and he's drops back a, a, a bit of a class to restricted age level. Mm. So he has that edge on his rivals, but he's such a smart greyhound. He just finds his way through the field. Mm. Um, we've learned not to tip against him in any feature races. So uh, yeah. he's going to be really hard to beat on Sunday night. As you mentioned, though, Bedrock Fred, uh, well, it's going around in everything at it the is. moment. It is. Um, mm. Might be looking forward to a bit of sunshine in Queensland. Mm. Um, and Dashing Wilma, yeah, you'd think with Gavin Harris, a lot of his dogs get over ground and he's got such a wonderful record with um, staying types. Yes. So you think Dashing Wilma is going to be on that path. And again, in the next six months, will probably be one of the premier stayers in the state, probably, if it, if it mm. progresses. Yeah, it was a terrific run in the uh, the semi there. So we look forward to the final there on Sunday night. We should just touch on Sir Traculant too, finishing uh, second in the uh, the Speed Star at Sandown after finishing fifth in the Sandown Cup. So he's not letting any of his fans down. Sean, he backs up again Thursday night. Yep. So we'll touch on that in the preview. But uh, Wally's got him flying. Absolutely. I mean, in the Speed Star, he was a first reserve for the four match race series. Yeah. And it was terrific that he got a start. Uh, he not only got a start, he, he, after the first two matches, he was leading because mm. um, of his time. And he would have uh, been good prize money for second, wasn't it, Sean? Yeah, or? it was about three and a half. So, yeah. I mean, he is, is normal three and a half sort yeah. of um, Thursday yeah. night money. That's um, all he turns up for. He won't it. come for anything less. Mm. <laughs> um, but he was a really good run. Mm. Uh, Set, set the time stand and got beaten in the, in the, in the last match. So he ended up coming second, mm. which was a great effort. But yeah, again, Wally, he's on the, uh, uh, he's got a dog that can take him places and has over the last 12 months. It's been a wonderful ride for him. And mm. uh, as you mentioned, he goes around again on Thursday night and, uh, win, lose or draw. It's, it's great to see him back in SA and, and racing. He's such a draw card for our industry. Yeah, he certainly is. We'll talk about him racing there on Thursday night coming up shortly. That was the uh, the weekend review. That was for, thanks to uh, Fresh Pet Food Co. All one word, dot com, dot au. The preview. Okay, the preview this week, of course, is brought to us by uh, the SA Metro Greyhound Tips uh, Twitter feed at the Dogs SA. They're all free tips. You get them every day and, as always, gamble responsibly. We've got a big program Sunday night. We'll talk about the final. We're going to be featuring shortly the Howard Ashton. But uh, let's have a look at Thursday night, Sean. It's a solid 12-race card there at Murray Bridge. We're getting good numbers up there at the bridge. And before we touch on your best bet, a couple of interesting races. Sir Truculent, who we just spoke about, race three, takes on Fantastic Radley, who, uh, well, he's, he's certainly progressing. And mm. look, you don't want to tip against the truck, but uh, Radley was so impressive winning three starts ago, and he's done nothing wrong since. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, only four greyhounds, but on the as it's the staying distance, we, we do run races with these types of races with four dogs. And... But you know, such high quality there, mm. though. As we, as you mentioned, him, Sir Truculent, fantastic, Radley, really exciting to see this match race. Aston mm. Kipchoge and Tapestry Tears are probably running for third and fourth, mm. probably. But they're 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 really nice types. But yeah, Sir Truculent from the one, I'd love him to to show the box manners that he shows in Victoria because yep. he can really get out in Victoria. So I'd love to see him over the the six eighty get out. At the bridge, mm. uh, fantastic rally. We saw reduce the previous um, time standard by almost half a second mm. um, a couple of runs ago. Geez, that time! If the weather stays sort of okay, yep. that could be in danger of reducing it again. Uh, but yeah, I think the truck he's going to be a really, really hard to beat. He is, he is. But looking forward to that. Fantastic Radley will probably be slightly ahead of him early, so we'll see yep. what happens there. Race three on Thursday night. Gary's Miracle goes around again. She is one of the informed greyhounds in the state. 
She's right up there at the moment with Greyhound of the Year, Sean. She's flying at the moment. Obviously, Jack's Wells going great guns as well, but Gary's Miracle would be getting a few votes along the way. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, she, for Michael Stewart, performing exceptionally well. Uh, uh, Thursday night's race is effectively will be a lead-in for a lot of these dogs to the heats of the Shane McQueen yes. next Thursday night over the 5.30. So you'll expect to see all these names in it. And if Gary's Miracle progresses on her way, um, another feature race might be um, mm. there for the taking for her. And as you mentioned, uh, she's effectively so consistent that mm. uh, over a 12-month period for Greyhound of the Year, you know, she's going to collect a lot of votes. She's going to be really hard to hold out uh, yep. in the standing. She'd be, as you mentioned, one of the top Greyhounds uh, at the moment. But it's a great race, that little race, mm. the, the 5.30. Max Voltage steps up to the 5.30. I'm really excited to see how he'll go. And Spring Vinny as well. Spring Vinny mm. too. So mm. And Alfieri, Alfieri. from mm. Box 8. So a high-quality uh, 5.30 metre race there, race four. Yeah, the other race I'll touch on is race seven. Good race. Uh, Ray Fewink's got a very good young dog, Craggy Island. He's winning everything. Golden Knight, the Adelaide Cup winner from last year, goes around in this mm -hmm. too. So this will be an intriguing battle. Fantastic shells flying. And you got Undercut, who can do anything from out in box eight. So that's a good race too. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, as you mentioned, Golden Knight returning Adelaide Cup winner ran third first up for Troy Murray. Takes on Craggy Island, who set the 395 track record um, mm. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Craggy Island, interestingly, is a um, uh, relation mm. to Buckingham. When oh, we talked right. to Bosco, okay. they're, mm -hmm. they're from the same litter. Okay. So high-quality greyhounds, um, but Craggy Island, I think with his high speed, is going to be really, really hard to beat in that race. All right. What was your best bet on the program Thursday night? Best bet on the program in, in what is a, a really good meeting. I, I'm going to go race nine, number four, Porridge Box for Ray Fewings. Okay. Um, really liked the way he ran the 680 last start. Mm. Up in grade, that was in the Fantastic Radley race. Yep. Um, and Fantastic Radley beat everything else. Um, he ran fourth porridge box, but only beaten a lip away from second. Mm -hmm. So over the 680 that night, comes back to the 530 in 6.5 company, showed really good um, mid-race pace porridge box. So I think yep. he could possibly get on the lead here. I think he'll get room. Shanlon Sharp likes to race a little bit wide. So yep. I think for Ray Fewings, he's, he might have a big night on Thursday yep. night. So I reckon... Uh, he'll be my best race, nine number four, Porridge Box. Yeah, difficult program. I, I look, I, I'm going to have a punt on race one number four, Finnis Flash. He, he got knocked over at his debut run. There was money for him that night to suggest he'd run well. And then last start again, it was only a field of four, but I just like the way he got to the line. And uh, normally a, a greyhound that takes a tumble normally takes a run mm. to get back to where they need to be. It's only lightly raced. It's an interesting maiden. You get a bit of value there in the first. I'll, I'll play Finnis Flash. I'll try him on on Thursday night, race one, number four. But I also think Maximum Jenny's a good play, race five, number one. I think she's a good chance of uh, of winning again. She has won up at Murray Bridge in good time. So perhaps race one, number four, and race five, number one. But not hugely confident this week. It's a tricky program. Um, Sunday night, we've got the big one, the Howard Ashton final. Let's look at the box draw. Fire strikes come up with one. Going to be hard to beat. Victor Grosso in two. Victor Hayden, three. Dashing Wilmer, four. So an unlucky box draw for Dashing Wilmer. Victor Darrell comes up with five. Victor Sage in six. Uh, Jaxwell comes up with seven. That's no uh, problem for him. And mm. Bedrock Fred goes out in box eight. The reserves are Victor Reed and Victor Maggie. So um, I think... Looking at it this way, Sean, if Fire Strike jumps the way he has been, he's going to be holding the lead. If Jack's well jumps the way mm. he has been, he's going to be pushing hard to second. 
Can he run fire strike down? I'm not sure. Fire strike's time last week was exceptional. Um, yep. Jack's well has been up for a lot longer. I don't want to tip against him because uh, he will win and Cameron will know that. Um, but he's going to need a lot to go his way on Sunday night. Oh, well, I'll just be tipping Jaxwell, mm. Tim. I'm just not mm. going to get caught into um, huh. tipping against the Butcher Camping Feature Races. Uh, but 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 that's on the basis that he's the class in the race. Mm. He's actually drawn He's drawn seven and he likes it a little bit out wide. Mm. I think he should get a good run to the first turn. And... I'm pretty confident if he's third or fourth, he, he will. He shouldn't. He can't be further back than that, to mm. be honest. But if he's third or fourth, I think his class can get him over the line. Um, a wonderful race, a wonderful addition to the Howard Ashton this year. Um, Fire Strike is progressing mm. unbelievably well, and bo- it can handle box one. Victor Grosso from the two is well drawn for him. Uh, he can get out with speed. Victor Hayden doesn't have any speed. Dashing Wilmer doesn't have any no. speed. So I think. Victor Grosso and Firestrike could get that bit of a break on Jack Swell. Mm. But I'm going to stick with Cameron Butcher, Jack Swell, um, wonderful greyhound for them. I think he'll he'll be smart enough in the field to get him in a good position be really hard to beat. But um, it's going to be race eight on the card on Sunday night. Mm. Definitely going to be one of those races not to miss. Yeah, I think Firestrike, you're going to get more value about him than you are probably Jack Swell. And, and look, calling races, you visually sometimes see things happening in a race and you, and you look and think, wow, that's that's a pretty good dog. And Firestrike, his win there in the heat was very good. Uh, I like what he did that day and they couldn't get near him. And then his semi-final run was just as good, if not better. So I think he's progressing. Jack Swell is obviously a very talented dog. Yep. Um Oh, at this stage, it's early, but I'm, I might be taking him on, Sean. <laughs> I might be going with Firestrike. We'll talk to Bosco in a minute anyway and find out what he's got to say. But that'll be a 12-race card, won't it, Sunday night? It will be. 12 yeah. races. It's a, another one of the Metro meetings on Sunday night. So well worth getting out there to the track. They do a, a wonderful job out there with their meals on Sunday mm. night. If the weather can hold off, um, it might be a bit cool, but that's no problems there. But uh, a wonderful card of racing. Expect to see plenty of depth throughout yeah. the field. So Sunday night, definitely head off to, to Gawler. Yep, that's the preview. That's thanks to that's thanks to the uh, the Twitter feed at the Dogs SA. You get free tips there every day thanks to Greyhound Racing SA. And as always, gamble responsibly. The Interview. Yeah, the interview this week on the Dogcast is concentrating on the Howard Ashton final on Sunday and Bosco Stamenkovic's got a big chance there with fire strike on Sunday night and he's about to join us on the Dogcast. How are you, Bosco? Oh, not too bad, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, Bosco. You've got Tim Edwards and Sean Matheson here, mate. Um, congratulations on getting fire strike into the final there on Sunday night. I was just saying to Sean a short time ago, He's only lightly raced, um, but boy, that heat win was so impressive, and he, he won with a bit of arrogance the other night. I thought. Yeah, uh, he sort of he hasn't stopped sort of amazing us. Well, he's progressed the, the way he progressed him sort of. Well, he's been basically four weeks. Mm. Like we, we've had him probably just been over two months, mm. or, or a bit more, probably three months, because he, he was injured, and we, when we got him, and Cameron didn't. With their health, the way they were at the time, and that he mm. didn't have time, mm. and he didn't really know how how good the dog was. So he asked us to look after him because he had to go to the clinic here at John Karakazis and that, and we were looking after him. So yeah, yeah. Once he got better, like we started, like I took him to Murray Bridge up the straight there, and I mean he could break seventeen, and I really didn't think 
was good in anywhere near what he is now. Mm. Um, when you got him, uh, Bosco, did you think he would progress as fast as he did? And and did you think he'd run as well as he did in the heat? There was no money for him that day. And usually with your greyhounds, there's always a lot of money for them. Oh. It was actually funny. Uh, look, we didn't back him at all. Mm. We didn't have a zilch on him. But to, uh, the day he got beat, the, the day he got beat by Peter's dog in a maiden there, mm. I, I told Christine and Yvonne, I said, there's something about this dog mm. that wouldn't surprise me if he beats that dog in two weeks' time. Yeah. Because I knew there was really an upgrade. And when, in uh, when he won his heat, I, I, I did say, Christine, this dog will win tonight. But, mm. like, you know, it was a bit of a tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, I didn't have a zilch on him. What about in his semi-final win Sunday? Did you have a something on him there, or? Oh, uh, not not much. No, no. no. Um, uh, a, a bit sort of. I was a bit worried about, like even that he's a wide runner, mm. and uh, two things that I worry about: the baller when they get back box sides, you know, the people hanging over the fence, mm. and him being inexperienced in that, and the noise lower. Then I I didn't expect. I was hoping he'd begin a lot better than what he actually began in the mm. semi-final. He he's just showed a lot of speed and he used the box mm. sort of to, you know, I'm sort of hoping the one will really bring him out this week. Well, that's what I was going to say. Do you think he can hold the lead from one? Uh, I'll put it this way, you know, in the box, with the box, that's probably the box I would have preferred. If I had to pick one, I would have picked picked it, you know, yep. because like, the, there's not much between all the dogs and, you know, like, and, he, and he's a bit of a bull of a dog, like, same as his brother, they don't sort of ease off or anything, they they, they take it on their shoulder and keep on going, mm. and one, one will be advantage for him for that. Yeah, yeah, and I guess your main danger is Jack's well out there in box seven, he's always hard to beat. Oh, he's just, he's just a winner, isn't he? Yep. <laughs> doesn't matter. He always finds a way to to win. Like when, when he beat us in the Saint Ledger, like he beat his sister Rosie mm. Red mm. in the Saint Ledger, and uh, I I told Cameron I was going to beat him that day. <laughs> he still found a way to beat me. Uh, no, he's, he's a winner. He's definitely one of the mm. best dogs. And and, Bo- and Bosco, when he said about it, he's, he's five strikes like his brother, and his brother's Jack Swell, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Yeah, go on. No, sorry. Um, I mean, it's it's probably an interesting... You, you touched on there about um, Cameron and Yvonne's health at the time, and you've got a, a few of their dogs, and F- Fire Strikes um, obviously made the Group 3 final, but you've got a few of them f- from them just because of the... The, the amount of work and effort that goes into as a greyhound trainer and preparing them for racing was was a bit too much for them based on their health. And so you, you took on a number of their dogs. Was that right? Yeah, that's that's correct. Like, like, it actually goes back a bit further. When Cameron had those, I think it was stem cells inserted or something, when he had the problem with the heart before all that, um, like Christine and Yvonne are pretty close. They've been pretty close for years, like, you know, probably close since they've come into the game, back back into the game. Mm. You know, they always discuss things about dogs and that. And 
we, when Cameron was in hospital, we actually offered to bring all the free trainers over to look after him while uh, while uh, he was a Cameron was in uh, in hospital and that. Mm. And anyway, they had some help and that and that, you know. And then, then as like when when the health issue and plus all the farm work and all that mm. and the other thing Cameron didn't really have time with the other ones he didn't really have time to go Wednesdays Mondays no. Tuesdays and all those time to use them because at the time they, they look like they're just going to be like 400 metre dogs most of them and so you know like I said I oh, will take them on and sort them out for you see, see where they get to and you know whether you keep them or you, you sell them or you know mm. put them through the gap or just, you know, just as long as, you know, sort them out. You know, they're not just giving up on them too early. No. So that's what we did, yeah. What, what about a couple of your other dogs, Bosco? Rosie Reb, we haven't seen her since March. When are we going to see her again? Uh, she she had a feline fracture of the hawk. When she got beat by uh, Chucky's dog, Maximus, uh, uh, was, was, wasn't it? And uh, she, she, cracked, she finished second in that final to go to Melbourne and she actually were lucky we found that it didn't didn't dislodge so so she had a, she was six seven weeks off and then she she's been, she's got chronic tonsillitis as well mm. so we've taken them out a couple of weeks ago so we're hoping it's all forward from now on you know pro- probably put her back to work it in a week or two time. Okay, and what about Buckingham? He's had, uh, I think, ten wins from fourteen starts. He's a progressive type too. Well, that's I don't think anyone can believe that dogs won those races. Like when when we got him, mm. and like I, I even I think even Cameron said, "Don't waste too much time with him." Mm. Like he's a really bad kennel dog, and. Mm. So we uh, we sort of changed it up a bit. Like he, he lives with the brood bitches, the dog, and he everything's done for him first. You know, he's put a bit of weight on. Like Cameron couldn't keep the weight on because he was playing up so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then he just sort of progressed from like he he won his maiden in a time grading, mm-hmm. and then he's just sort of progressed. And he, I think. Or 55, they'll sort of find him out. Hopefully, there's a few more races in him. Yeah, yeah 10 wins from 14 starts. I'm, I'm betting you, uh, you're you glad you spent the time with him now. Oh, yeah, he's been a terrific dog to us. Oh, no, not just him. All, all Cameron's dogs mm. that we've got, they've been really good to us, you know. And, and, and you know, we've, we've been doing our own thing with them, you know, Cameron was just. And the Yvonne especially, like, you know, they were so mm. grateful about it. And, you know, like, they don't interfere or anything, just, you know, and, you know, with some of them. Mm. You've well, been, well, yeah. I was going to say, Bosco, you've been training for a very long time. Um, would Bothing be your best dog you've trained? Uh, nah, like, the, the, I've, the, the best dog we've had, there's a dog called Footrod Faust. Okay. By far. Mm-hmm. And you know, both things up there, but, but we've had some really good stayers over the years. Like even our first dog, like uh, before your time, but was we call the Foodrod Flats. Like she was a top grade stayer in Sydney mm. in the seventies. Mm. 
No, we got some good ones. That's, <coughs> so that's, it's hard to sort of judge it. That's the trick, isn't it? Finding the good ones. But you guys have always had a good dog in your kennel, so you're doing something right. Well, it's. <coughs> I think it's just the time you give it, and you know, figure the dog out, and you know, put him into a race where he can actually be competitive instead of just, you know, I'd rather wait two months and put a dog in, in a race where he might have a chance than mm. you know just snake bring him around, you know, like mm. it just. Time and money wasted. Well, you got a good chance there Sunday night, uh, Bosco, with Fire Strike. We wish you the best of luck, and uh, hopefully it's a terrific finish in the concluding stages of the race. No worries. Thank you. Thanks, Bosco. Bosco Stamenkovic there, who is our guest on the dog car. Sean, he's got a great chance. Fire Strike, he's flying. It's interesting there that he's obviously helped Cameron Butcher out mm. quite a bit. Um, they're good friends, and a lot of the trainers are good friends. And yep. um, it'll be interesting to see if Cameron's dog is fighting the finish out with Fire Strike. Um, it'll be a bit of um, banter between the two of them. Uh, absolutely. Um, and, and and with Bosco and Christine, I mean, they've got a wonderful record in this race as well. They They've mm. won it. In 2012 with My Little Star, who strung a lot of race yeah. wins together, and they also run it in 2014 with Boozer Rumor. So the 2021 edition, they they possibly will, could be adding their, their name again to the, mm. the honour roll. But uh, as Bosco mentioned, they've got a, a wonderful association with Cameron and Yvonne. Mm. Um, they are wonderful people, and, and the work that Bosco and Christine have done to help them out during that period is great, and it's great they're getting rewarded. So it would be fitting if they did fight out the finish. Yep. Looking forward to the race on Sunday night. That's the Group 3 Howard Ashton final. That's another edition of the Dogcast brought to us by Greyhound Racing SA. We'll join you in a couple of weeks.